0: I like the yoga comment, but as a certified yoga teacher, if you come to my class, I promise it's not like that.
1: I don't know, Kaylee. I mean, you your job might be at risk. I don't think so. Robots might just start doing yoga classes.
0: I don't think robots can, <laughs> can give you the same vibe. All right, Christian, thank you for that. We'll talk to you coming up in just a little bit. We're going to welcome in our next live guest. And we've got our editorial director, Rachel Premack, joining us to talk a little bit about what's going on in the freight markets. Rachel, we just heard about Craig's article from Tony and Zach and Anthony. But you're writing about how volatility could be coming down. How do those two things kind of go hand-in-hand hand? if we're looking at more headwinds, but things are going to become less volatile?
2: Yeah, so basically what's going on is that we're seeing you know, some shippers, especially those shippers more on the large enterprise side, they are saying, we're sick of this up and down. We don't want to slash prices just to see all of our partners you know, go bankrupt or really have to scale back their business, we're going to push for better service, but not necessarily the cheapest possible rates. And it's something that could perhaps change the dynamic of the trucking industry going forward.
1: And Rachel, when we're looking at this um, current state, is this going to be something that is going to be able to hold up um, long-term, I would say, momentum? Because this would have to be a, a little bit of a higher cost potentially when you're focusing on some of those um really increases in services instead of really going to the price uh would this start to eat into margins and will they potentially start to get pressure from shareholders potentially
2: I could see that but on the other hand this could just kind of smooth out the crazy boom and bust cycles that we often see with these with trucking ca- companies so i think it's something that could you know make perhaps trucking a more safe stock to invest in something a little bit less crazy less lo- less volatile so, while I'm sure you know boosting some of those you know on time and full requirements or even reducing uh, some other sorts of other sorts of lag times with uh, within, within one's trucking network, I think that could certainly drag on margins on one end, but on the other hand, it would just make the entire industry just a little bit more stable, a little less crazy and 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 chaotic.
0: I think a lot of what folks are trying to do when it comes to automation or digital freight matching, digital freight booking, and getting some of those kind of Hurdles smoothed out has a lot to do with this, right? Underlying and kind of b- building out and smoothing out those volatility pieces. And a lot of that has to do with, as Anthony mentioned, the desire for bigger margins, the desire for more money to enter the system, and really kind of the unwillingness for either shippers to compromise on price or your brokers and carriers to compromise on the money that they can make. Are we talking about maybe having to see kind of this bigger, like, ethical switch for people to say, hey, service is more important than money at this point? and then they they start to see that actually start to smooth out
2: yeah my my guess is that a lot of these carriers that are right now if they're partnered with these large shippers perhaps uh during the last boom cycle for the trucking industry they didn't get that crazy upturn that maybe other other folks got um you know just kind of digging into some of the examples here there is one executive at a large consumer packaged firm, he told me that he decreased rates at his trucking company by about five percent this year compared to last. And while that is definitely a notable decrease, it's not nearly as much as the but it could be as we as those you know who are following spot rates know. Um, but on the other hand, this executive says he's trying to push for better service because if he can't get uh, his products into certain stores on time he might not be able to partner with those stores going forward. So it's, it's it's definitely kind of a bigger picture here. But going to another shipper who I spoke to for the piece, who was in the home building verticals, he told me that, uh, quote, we're going for blood. It, he continued, they stuck it to us for two and a half years and it's payback time. So basically, it kind of depends on how you treat each other when the other one is doing particularly well if you, you know, kind of stick it to them when you're doing well, that's gonna happen on the back end as well.
1: Definitely an industry based around relationships and margins for sure. Rachel, when we're looking at the overall freight market, we have an upcoming webinar with CEO Craig Fuller and Zach Strickland as well, talking about seasonality. Now seasonality of course has been kind of thrown out the window in some instances, in some ways it's just non-existent, but can you talk to some of the aspects of RFPs and what that kind of looks like right now?
2: Yeah, so that's definitely, that was one one piece I focused on in the story. We used to have, you know, RFP season where at the end of q around Q4, shippers would reevaluate, you know, where they think the market is heading. They would send out RFPs to trucking carriers, and they would kind of uh, negotiate on rates and service and lanes going forward, and starting in Q1 or maybe Q2, those rates and those contracts would be established. Um, Since the pandemic, these things have all been kind of thrown to the wind. Things are kind of gradually getting back to normal. We are getting back to somewhat of that cycle, but we do still see quite a few shippers and carriers engaged in rather than annual contracts, they have quarterly contracts or even monthly contracts. Uh, We saw the rise of mini bids where it was basically just always RFP season. Um, And we were also seeing some carriers directly approaching shippers, you know, especially uh, during this last summer when when spot rates were greatly falling, we've seen some carriers directly approaching shippers and saying, hey, I'm going to give you a a cut on these rates, kind of taking that, doing that proactively. So then when the ship, instead of the shipper coming to you and demanding a much lower rate than you might be able to get if you directly go to the shipper.
0: So obviously the pandemic was this kind of anomalous, cataclysmic event that really kicked off this massive change to the industry. And we're starting to see that kind of settle, but things have been changed and they will honestly remain changed. I think it was true on change to the ethos of the trucking industry, right? Are we we seeing shippers and carriers now maybe being a little bit wary and apprehensive of the next big event? Maybe they don't want to get too stuck in their ways, too used to this new normal, just in the off chance that something happens again. Obviously not as life-changing as the pandemic, but it could happen again.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because at the time, you know, we are three years further along in, you know, technology and data and all these other sorts of, progressives, progressions that we normally see in the business world over the course of a few years. So one kind of interesting point that uh, Drew Herpik uh, at Nolan Transportation mentioned was that more and more companies, especially these large enterprise uh, shippers, you know, that are in perhaps retail or consumer packaged goods or manufacturing, they finally they, they, they now have the ability to track their transportation spend. And well, they've always had that ability, of course, but now they have access to even more data to tell them how volatile this industry really is, how much more they really spent in 2021 versus 2019. And I think companies are just looking at what they can look at now and saying, why are we doing this? Why don't we just scale this back a bit? We can have things be a little bit more predictable. Um, And maybe we'll spend a little bit more money now, but we know that in the future, we won't be completely out of luck when it comes to trying to find capacity or uh, trying to find capacity that's affordable.
1: Rachel, an amazing article, of course, on FreightWaves Now. And of course, you write our Modes newsletter. If people want to reach out to you, follow more of your insights, how can you do that?
2: Yeah, I'm um, on Twitter, at RRPRE. You can also subscribe to my newsletter at FreightWaves.com slash modes. And I now have a show on FreightWaves TV Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, rather.
1: Awesome, Rachel, amazing insight as always. We'll be sure to check in again with you soon. Thanks so much. Right now, we're gonna head over to the wall for our first weather update of the morning.